Hey, everybody, welcome to the Addiction Unlimited podcast, where you get to learn everything you want to know about addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Angela Pugh, co-founder of Kansas City Recovery, life coach, and recovering alcoholic. To learn more about me, you can listen to episode zero on your podcast app or find us on the web at addictionunlimited.com. Hello, my friend. Welcome to episode number 246 of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. I'm your coach, Angela Pugh, life coach, recovering alcoholic, and entrepreneur. And thank you for spending some time with me today. You guys, did you listen to last week's episode? Did you get the reminder that we're doing boot camp again? Dry January Kickstarter. That's what we're doing. A 30-day boot camp with me. It's going to happen on Facebook. All you have to do is go sign up, addictionunlimited.com forward slash bootcamp. This is the second year I'll be doing it. I'm super excited. Let me tell you who this is for. This is for you if you're at day one again, or maybe you relapsed. Like maybe you went through this holiday season and got super stressed out. You didn't plan ahead, whatever the case may be. You need a fresh start. This is absolutely for you. If you've been sober for a while, this is absolutely for you. It's going to be fun. It'll be a great refresh for your recovery program. I have a lot of my six-week signature program people that are coming in, and the majority of them have two, three years sober. So this is a little bit for everybody. I'm going to go live every single week talking about the four pillars of recovery, the things you absolutely need to know to build a plan that works for you and to keep it working for the long term, right? I don't want you guys doing things that just get you these little snippets of sobriety, but you can't keep it going for the long term. The goal is to have long-term recovery and really rebuild your life. And if you're constantly going up and down and doing the yo-yo sobriety thing, then you're not ever even getting the chance to rebuild your life. So we're going to talk about the four pillars of recovery. You guys, last year, this boot camp was a freaking blast. Even my longtime sober people that did it had a blast. So definitely join us in there, addictionunlimited.com forward slash boot camp. Go there. It's just your name and email address, and then I'll start sending out emails to join. If you're listening to this on the day it's released, December 28th, 2022, the Facebook group opens today for the boot camp. So you'll be getting those emails. You've probably already gotten the email when you're listening to this. It's priority in your inbox. You're probably already in the Facebook group being a little overachiever like I love, just like me. And I can't wait to see you all there. Addictionunlimited.com forward slash bootcamp. And of course, I will link that in the show notes so you can get straight there from your podcast app wherever you listen to your podcast. Addictionunlimited.com forward slash bootcamp. That's all. <laughs> um, wow, my friends, can you believe honestly that we are here at the end of 2022? I know it's so cliche and everybody is saying it, but this year has been a blur. It has gone by so fast. And maybe you can relate. I know when a year is packed with as many projects and challenges, 
milestones reached and lessons learned as 2022 has been for me, it makes time go by so fast. And it's impossible to think about the new year without thinking about resolutions. In my less healthy life, I didn't do those well. (laughs) Some years ago, I actually adopted a new way of thinking about it. Instead of thinking about resolutions as if something isn't right and needs to be resolved, I think about my intentions for the upcoming year. And also because my sobriety birthday is in January, I get super reflective toward the end of the year. And I kind of have a tradition at the end of the year that I always look back on what my life was like before I got sober. I hear so many people talk about like, oh, I forgot how bad it was. I thought I could drink again. I don't know how that happens because I have never for a moment forgotten how bad it was. And maybe this is part of it because I really do think about it, consciously think about it. Like the moment that it hit me like a ton of bricks in the face, like, oh my gosh, I cannot live like this anymore period. Like that feeling, I think about that moment. I will never forget how terrible it was. And of course, that immediately puts me in a place of gratitude because I was such a mess in so many ways. And I think about how different I am now and how different my life is now. And it's incredible. It gives me a fresh inspiration on how I want to approach the coming year. So I call it New Year's Intentions. And this year, I went through some major stuff. And if we all get really honest here, every year is full of major stuff. This year's stuff for me was really big in business. I hired someone who totally misrepresented themselves and did not deliver what they said they would, and that cost me thousands of dollars. And I had to work through some major anger and disappointment with that. It also hit me hard in that it made me really question myself and what I'm doing and how I need to be better. In my personal life, I went through a very difficult depression that I hadn't experienced before, which led to health tests and figuring out my hormones were all crazy and making me feel crazy. Um, That's probably TMI, but I don't really care. It's just a fact of life. So (laughs) I had to spend a lot of time educating myself on all of that and figuring out those solutions. And I lost my dog this year, which has been by far one of the most difficult things I've been through in my short 50 years on this planet. It really threw me into a tailspin that was unexpected in a lot of ways. I had a lot of emotions and responses that were surprising. It forced me to look at my life differently and figure out a new way of living day to day because he was the center of my universe and now I'm all by myself. So As I was reflecting on the past 12 months, I was writing down so many things that I had to turn it into a whole podcast episode for you. (laughs) And that's how many of our episodes are born. Because I want you to approach your next year with a fresh perspective and a sense of determination like you've never had before, but also with a sense of ease, like we're going to make this so effortless and you're going to feel so empowered that you look forward to getting started and following through. 
And the strategy I'm going over today is all about a different way to approach your goals so you will get more done, so that everything is set up for you to succeed with ease, so that you end the day feeling more satisfied with your whole life. In particular, if you want to build a life around recovery and confidence in whatever you do, this strategy will be really applicable for you. It'll help you get more done with less stress, less guilt, less resources, you know, all the precious commodities we never have enough of. So before we dive in here, I want to start with some facts about resolutions. I feel like we hear these stats every year, then most people move forward doing it the same way that has been proven to fail instead of doing something different to ensure different results. So I found this thing that says, past studies and surveys have concluded that by February, as many as 80% of New Year's resolutions will have been abandoned. 80% by February, you guys. That's four weeks into the new year. This is some science-backed proof that we are approaching new year resolutions all wrong. And let's talk about some of the common pitfalls of resolutions or goals in general. Most people make the same mistakes when setting any kind of goals. Then you don't achieve the goal, you're mad at yourself, and you feel like something is wrong with you, and really that's not the case at all. The real problem is your strategy or lack of strategy, and the most common pitfalls are having that kind of black and white, all or nothing thinking, Um, also setting goals that are way too big, just being overly ambitious with goals, not getting specific enough with certain goals. Also emphasizing the achievement of the goal rather than focusing on building a new habit, because that's kind of the core to all of this, right? Is we're really building new habits to be capable of doing new things or more things or different things. But when we get so focused on just the goal and wanting to check it off the list, you forget that this is personal development. This is growth, right? This is habits. And then not being clear, you guys have heard me say this a million times, not being clear on your lifestyle or your personal limitations and what's reasonable for you in your lifestyle. And this is the part you've heard me say a thousand times. One of my greatest keys to success is understanding my limitations because I have to know what my limitations are so that I can figure out solutions to work around them. If there are things I'm really bad at, I have to hire somebody to do it because it still needs to be done, right? But I have to understand I'm not the one to do it, (laughs) whatever it is. And there are many things that I have to hire people to do because I'm not good at it or it's not my area of expertise or it's going to take me 10 times longer. It's not that I'm not capable or I'm not capable of learning a new skill. It's that you can't create a full-time job out of every tiny skill that you need to have, right? So not being clear on your lifestyle and personal limitations and what's reasonable for you, this is a huge one where people will trip up. Now, let's walk through these one by one so you have complete clarity 
And so you can escape the missteps for this upcoming year of 2023. Let's start with this black or white thinking, this all or nothing sort of mentality. The problem with this is when you don't hit the goal perfectly, you'll consider it a complete failure. Right. You see this a lot with food stuff, you know, and I'm guilty of the same thing. Like I'll have a certain meal plan that I'm following and being really good. And I'll have one thing that doesn't fall in my meal plan. And I used to be like, oh my God, the whole day is ruined. And really I would do that because I was just trying to justify being able to eat like crap the rest of the day. Right. I'd be like, well, I already screwed this day up. I may as well eat crap all day long, right? Because I'm a junk food junkie. I really just want to eat junk no matter what. But that's the problem with this mentality is if you don't nail it perfectly, you consider it a failure. And you don't give yourself any grace. And then once you fall off the wagon or whatever the wagon is, it's easy to get discouraged and then you give up entirely. This is why resolutions are abandoned by February because you think I didn't do it exactly right. So it's useless. I may as well not do it at all. This isn't working. I can't do this. I'm not good enough. I'm not trying hard enough, but that's not the case. And I heard somebody say, again, with the food thing, I heard somebody say one time, he was like, you know, listen, if you eat French fries early in the day, your whole day isn't ruined. Like 10 minutes didn't go well, but you still have the rest of your day that you can get right back on your meal plan and eat the way you want to. Your whole day isn't ruined, right? The whole thing isn't ruined if you have a misstep. And this can really play into self-sabotage too, in a big way. You know, there are so many underlying things with self-sabotage, you know, negative self-talk and procrastinating and avoiding, all that kind of stuff, not having healthy boundaries, not setting boundaries. All those things are their own forms of self-sabotage. This all or nothing black and white thinking, if it's not this, then it's this, it's just not going to get you very far. Give yourself some grace. Allow yourself the grace that you're not going to do everything perfectly all the time, especially not when you're starting to practice doing something differently. It takes practice. You're not going to nail it the first time out the gate. The next one is, um, what did I say? Oh, uh, setting goals that are too big just being like way overly ambitious. And this is really easy to do, especially with new year, because you're looking at the new year and it's full of hope and full of excitement, endless possibilities. Anything's possible, right? We've got a whole new year in front of us. Anything is possible, but you can't set your goals too big because Again, you're trying to do something differently than how you've been doing it, and that is going to take some practice. Here's what I hear. Most often, this is what I hear. I'm going to start eating healthy, and I'm going to go to the gym five days a week. First of all, trying to do both of those things at the same time is crazy if you haven't been already doing one of them at least moderately well. Trying to do them both at the same time is insanity. They're both really challenging things, especially if you want to do it long term. It takes a lot. Even super fit people that eat really well, for a lot of them, it's still really hard too. That's what you got to understand. This is stuff that's just hard for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're good at it or not. It's still hard. So trying to do those two things together is really 
way too much. Now, let's just talk about the gym thing. I'm going to go to the gym five days a week. Well, if you've spent the last six month or year or five years not going to the gym at all, if you are not a person that can go to the gym for five minutes, how do you expect to magically overnight be a person that can go to the gym five days a week? How exactly do you think that's going to happen? Really, just being honest about it. Because, I mean, I certainly couldn't do it. And I'll tell you, a more rational way of thinking about it, if you want to start making exercise more a part of your regular life, go to the gym once a week. And don't set the day. Don't set anything. Just this week, I'm going to go to the gym once. Because you guys, you got to remember, you can always add, right? You can always go more. But if you set a goal and set, and you want to do it, the most important thing is that you do it. And if you're practicing something that takes a lot, you have to make that goal small. You can't get crazy ambitious with these goals right out the gate, especially not a list. Like I'll see this other thing. I'll see people make a list of like 10 things they want to do and they want to start everything right now. I'm going to start January 1st. I'm going to do all 10 of these things. I'm like, you have lost your ever loving mind. <laughs> I'm looking at like 10 things for the year. <laughs> like you've got a list of 10 you're starting in January. It's just a lot. You have to be realistic. Now the next one is not getting specific with certain goals. Now, I am not a believer. Some people are believers. You hear this like smart goals, specific, measurable, attainable, right? Um, I am not a believer that every goal has to be that specific. There are certain goals I think you have to get specific on, but when it comes to behavior things like food, going to the gym, things like that, those are really hard things. And I feel like you have to start a little smaller, a little more loosey-goosey on those things. Now, when it comes to financial goals, that I will set a specific thing on, right? So instead of saying like, I want to pay off debt, I'm going to say, I want to pay $1,000 of debt of this debt, whatever. Think of something you have, a credit card. I'm going to pay $1,000 of this credit card. I will get specific with that because as you achieve that, then you can add more and go, oh, okay, well, I knocked that one out. Let me see what else I can do. Um, something else I think is good where you can get specific is like I had a client decide she wants to start running again. And we had this whole conversation about running again. And she used to be an avid runner, but she has been out of the habit for several years. And she's thinking in her head, because she used to do it and really love it and be good at it, that she's just going to jump right back in and knock it out of the park and be great at it. But again, it doesn't typically work that way. But a great way to get specific with a goal like that is... I want to run a 5K in April because that gives you something specific you're working toward. And you know when you reach the goal, you can celebrate that victory and then you can add another goal, right? So there are certain things I do think it's important to get specific on. Um, some goals may require that time frame, right? Maybe that's how you get specific as a time frame. But not every goal, I think, has to be specific. Okay, uh, what was the next one? The goal rather than the habit, right? 
having too much emphasis on achieving the goal versus building the habit. Now, I want you to think about this. Like I said, the core underlying thing of all of these intentions is not the accomplishment of the thing necessarily. It's the accomplishment of building that habit and building that integrity in my character. That's what I want to be focused on, right? I want to do certain things because I want to be a person who is disciplined, That's what's important to me. I want to be disciplined. I want to be dependable. I want to be a person who shows up when they say they're going to show up. Those are the underlying habits that are more important than the actual goal. Again, especially if you want to do things long-term. You have to develop a healthy set of habits to arrive at your goal right? Especially if you want to surpass that goal and add another one. It's more about the journey than the end result. And I'm going to go through like my last year's intentions with you here in a minute. And you're going to hear, there's plenty of shit I didn't get done. There's plenty of things I didn't do. And I'll tell you why. I haven't looked at them in a while. So I'm I'm literally going to do it live with you. So beware, whatever. God only knows what's going to come up. But there are things that I didn't get done and that's okay, right? It's still working toward the personal growth, personal development part of it. Okay, the last one in the pitfalls is not having that awareness of your lifestyle and what actually works for you. Okay, let me give you a couple of examples. This is so you have to think about your lifestyle, how you work, how you function, what's best with you, what your family life is about, what kind of time you have and don't have. Right. For me, like I need a lot of downtime. I'm an introvert, and introverts recharge alone. So I need downtime. I need quiet time by myself. That is important to me. I also know myself, my best energy is in the morning. So the really important stuff and stuff that is hard, I need to do in the morning. That's why I work out in the morning because that's when my energy is the best. My attitude is the best. If I in the times I have tried to work out in the evening, I will never go. I never make it because I'm tired. I'm worn down. I don't want to, I don't want to leave the house. I don't want to get dressed, right? Like I just don't, I don't want to dry. I I just don't. In the morning, I'm golden, but you have to know those things about yourself, right? Um, I can't do things on Saturday mornings because I'm with my dad. Every Saturday morning, me and my father have Saturday breakfast. Uh, I have to know my busiest days of the week. So I can work around that because I know I'm not going to be able to do a lot of extra things on those super busy days of the week. So you see what I'm saying? You have to think about what is reasonable in your lifestyle. What is your family time? Like you don't want to set a goal or an intention to do something in the morning if you've got three kids waking up in the morning acting crazy as kids do, you know, (laughs) like that's not going to be prime time for you, but you have to think about that. When do you have time to focus on things? When can you put some time aside? Do you need to talk to your partner and say, Hey, you know, once a month on Saturday afternoons, I need two hours. I need to review my intentions and see what I'm doing, see what's going on. 
You've got to know yourself and your lifestyle. And again, your, your personal limitations. What am I not good at? Like I said, I'm best in the morning. So things that are really important and things that are more challenging for me, I have to do in the morning because that's when I'm most apt to follow through. Okay, now let's get into my strategy, how you do it. Simple categories, simple intentions. One to two intentions in each category. That's it. I know it doesn't sound like a lot. And the thing I want you to keep in mind is that you want to follow through. The most important thing is that you follow through. And the goal here is to make sure you don't overwhelm yourself. It's all inspirational and super sexy to set these major life-changing goals. When you're looking at the new year full of hope and excitement, you're inclined to set these outrageous goals that are nearly impossible to keep up, and then you beat yourself up for not doing it. Simplicity is the key here. You can always add more things if you want to. If you're kicking ass and doing all the things, then add another one. But do it for three months. Kick ass for three months before you add anything to your list. A week or two weeks or a month isn't enough. Simplicity is the key. Spend some time thinking about what you want to put your energy into this year and what are your personal limitations. You have to know where you falter so you can figure out solutions to work around that. So here are your categories. Personal. My focus here is me as a person, my mental health, self-care, character defects, character defects. That's a term that I learned in 12 steps. I don't know if they use it elsewhere or not. That's where it came from for me. Um, character defects are, this is where really it's a never ending list of things you can always be working on, right? Because it's selfishness, ego, it's, um, greedy, uh, scarcity mindset, right? Any of those self-limiting beliefs, things like that. It's people pleasing, not having healthy boundaries, um, being codependent. Like there are a million things in character defects, not being an honest person. There are always a ton of things we can be working on in that category, but personal for me as a category is me as a person, my mental health, self-care, and character defects. Second one, lifestyle. This is how am I living? Am I getting enough rest and relaxation? Am I traveling because that's important to me? Am I having fun? Do I have enough downtime? Am I engaging in my hobbies and things that I love? Do I have enough family time? Think about what lights you up and are you doing that regularly? That's lifestyle. Health. This for me is body and brain. How can you nourish them? Body and brain. What are you doing for your body and your brain? Next one is spiritual. What do you want your spiritual practice to be? Some of you are religious, so this is probably pretty easy. I am a law of attraction person. And now that I know that, this category has gotten easier for me. It's visualization, affirmations, being connected to other people who practice what I practice. 
uh, things I listen to or watch that are in line with my spiritual beliefs. Maybe it's to read a book about a practice that interests you or you want to know more about. Maybe you like some Buddhism principles and you want to learn more about that. So make that an intention for the year. Maybe you want to be connected to, I did this one a few years ago. I wanted to be connected to a meditation group. I wanted somewhere I could go in person to meditate. And then coronavirus squashed that, but (laughs) that was one of mine. So just think, don't overthink spiritual, right? Is there... Are other cultures' spiritual practices interesting to you? Then learn more about that stuff. But that's what I think of spiritual. It could be a lot of different things. And lastly, financial. This is, I think, self-explanatory. Most of the people in our tribe are hardworking, successful people. And you may also have spending and shopping issues. Or maybe your debt has built up and you haven't been as diligent as you could be paying things off. Maybe you're like me. You're working off IRS debt or student loans. Maybe you want to pay off your car or pay down your house. Maybe you want to hire a financial advisor or accountant or start some investing. There's a million things, right? But financial, like what does your financial life look like and how would you like it to be different? What would you like to put a little energy on to make some changes there? Again, don't say something like, oh, I want to save six months of an emergency fund, you know, because that might be really big. If your expenses are, say, $4,000 a month are your living expenses, and you want to save six months, that's $24,000. That's $2,000 a month you're saving, 500 bucks a week. Is that realistic? Maybe it is. Then do that. But you see what I'm saying? Be realistic and think these things through and make it achievable. So those are the categories. Are you with me here? You see we're approaching your life as a whole, the whole thing. Now, also for you, you may want to add a category for your professional life. As an entrepreneur, my professional intentions are a whole separate thing because I have so many ventures and multiple businesses and teams and long-term planning and business for me looks very different. (laughs) So that is its whole own thing. But if you have some professional goals you want to focus on, then either make a category for that or add some of those intentions in your personal or lifestyle category. If you want to work toward a promotion in your current company, then maybe there are some skills you need to brush up on to be considered for that or to be the right candidate. That could easily go in your personal category. Learn XYZ for promotion. Um, If your attendance needs to improve or you need to work on being on time or being a better leader, those are things that could easily go in personal or lifestyle. Uh, if you want to find a new job altogether, then you could you need to carve out time to look at job postings, update your resume. So maybe in your personal category, you put the intentions as like preparing for a new job. You with me? Okay, good. Now, I'm going to go through my last year's intentions with you and set my new year intentions right now as we are recording this. I want to do that so you can see firsthand what I've accomplished and what I haven't. You can hear how I go through these and pivot and readjust on things I didn't do and hear how some things probably changed. 
uh, I can promise you this is going to be TMI. So just be prepared for that because I'm not going to leave anything out just because it's uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> you are going to hear it all no matter how personal it is. Okay. Here we go. I keep my intentions on a digital bulletin board. And that's also how I plan everything in my businesses as well. And remember the trick for really making things happen is to read it or think it, read it or think it, write it down, then say it out loud to someone, tell somebody about it. That's how you get information to stick in your head and make it happen in your life. And that's exactly what we're going to do. If you want to get out your own pen and paper right now or open a notepad on your phone, I use Google Keep for lists. Open that little Google Keep. I love Google everything. Get it going right now and you can do this right along with me. Okay. We're going to set our new intentions, write it on the list and talk about it. Here we go. Let me open mine here. You probably thought that uh, I didn't really mean I was going to do it live while I'm recording, but I did mean it. Okay. Here we are. <laughs> here we are on personal. Now, do you remember what I said about personal, what the category is? Let me say, I'll just go through them as I open them. Um, my focus on personal is me as a person, my mental health, mental wellness, um, self-care and character defects. So my personal to remember one to two things is all we're doing on each category, one to two things. Mine were um, EMDR at home and Spanish practice. Those were the two things that I really wanted to put some energy into. Now I'll tell you, let me give a disclaimer, EMDR at home. If you are a person who is easily emotionally dysregulated, I do not suggest doing EMDR at home. This is something that I have spent a lot of time understanding, learning. I did the bulk of my really big trauma work with a professional. And now I can do smaller things at home. And there are a lot of ways, if you just want to work on trauma, there are a lot of ways to do that at home. You know, you can do tapping. There's all kinds of things you can do. I took a course to do EMDR at home. I'm not going to tell you I'm great at it. Uh, I do enjoy it. It definitely helps me. So that was one of mine. But I would not recommend just anybody doing EMDR at home. First of all, you probably wouldn't get very far because EMDR is a it is its own little, I mean, it's science, right? Like there is, there are some intricacies of it that can be challenging, but if you want to do some trauma work at home, then there are ways to do that, right? And that would just be doing some Google searching to see what might work for you. But if you are someone who gets emotional or emotionally dysregulated easily, I definitely would not suggest that. Don't do it. Find a professional to guide you through that process. Um, Spanish practice for me, I speak Spanish pretty well. I am not fluent. I would like to be fluent. <laughs> and so I'm always working on my Spanish. It also takes a little more energy for me now. You know, when I was living in Los Angeles and still spending about half my time before coronavirus, I was still in LA about half the time. And I can speak Spanish all the time there, but I don't live in a place where I get to speak Spanish so easily or frequently. So it's important to me that I keep up on that practice. Now, I will tell you, I was really great at doing both of these the first half of the year. 
I was not great the last half of the year because the last half of the year is when I really got into some health stuff and had way bigger challenges. And so I fell off on these. Now, Spanish practice is back on top of the list because uh, I'm going to Mexico in March and I want to get, so I need to really kick it up a notch. It'd be in some conversational Spanish. I need to make sure I'm speaking Spanish regularly and that kind of thing. But I didn't the last half of the year, both of these things totally went to shit. Didn't do either one of them. All right, let's look at lifestyle. My lifestyle Oh, I had such high hopes. <laughs> on lifestyle, I actually put three. And I put three on this one because one of them was already scheduled. So that's why it ended up three. Here's the deal on lifestyle. I had two vacations. I wanted to take two vacations, just vacations, not work vacations, which is what I always do. Every time I go anywhere, I end up working. I wanted to just do two relaxation vacations. I don't even think I'm capable of that, to be honest with you. It has to be, there has to be some work in there because my work is really fun. Uh, I wanted to do a retreat or a conference. So for me, it would be a retreat would be probably, you know, a meditation or a fitness health-minded something kind of retreat or a conference. I really want to go to some podcast conferences. And then the last one I had on here was breast reduction. And I know many, some of you know this about me because we've talked about it. Um, if you know me and so are society VIP, or if you've worked with me in my six week, but I really wanted breast reduction surgery. So I had that. And that was the one that I said, this list ended up with three because one was already scheduled. So my surgery was, had already been scheduled by the time the new year happened. It was already scheduled for March. So that's why this category ended up with three. But I'm here to tell you, I did not take a single vacation and I did not go to a retreat or a conference. And I don't even think that I really thought about it. I wanted to do some traveling, but um, I really wanted to just be with my dog and I didn't want to be away from him and I didn't want to travel with him because he was getting older. And that was a lot of my not traveling in 2022. I also still had some nerves with COVID, like nerves about flying and being in airports and all that kind of stuff. Okay, next one, health. Remember health, body and brain. How can you nourish them? One of the things I had on mine was um, uh, fat loss. And when I say fat loss, I don't mean weight. What I mean is that visceral fat that wraps around your organs. It's internal, right? Not subcutaneous fat, which is what you see like on your skin that you get dimples and whatever, not that kind of fat, but the internal visceral fat, because as a middle-aged person, hormones, all of that stuff, visceral fat is created much more easily and it packs in and it's uncomfortable and it's super unhealthy. So I knew that at the beginning of the year, I knew I wanted to focus on my body fat percentage going down. But again, the second half of the year is when my hormones and everything went crazy and threw me on this whole other plan. So I'm definitely focused on this now and I understand it better, which is really nice. Um, so yeah, I will probably keep that one on for my 2023 also. The other one I have is health-minded eating. Uh, I really, and I've definitely focused on this all year for many years, probably, <laughs> but, but really focusing on eating things that are better for my brain and my body. Like I just want to be eating to nourish myself more than 
than eating for joy, right? Like I have these incredible expectations on food. <laughs> food is joy and happiness and bonding and connection for me. You know, you're always going out to eat with people and it's food becomes this crazy thing. And instead of having all those expectations on food, I really just want to be more mindful of eating to nourish myself and take care of myself. So I just wanted to change that intention. That was my health. Spiritual visualization practice and group connection. So I love visualization. It's incredible. I use it all the time. And I wanted to really be intentional about creating time and space to do visualization regularly. Uh, And then group connection is just that I wanted to become part of different groups that are law of attraction, which is my spiritual belief system, right? The universe and all that good stuff. So I wanted to become a part of a group you know, Facebook groups, right? And of course, I followed some people on Instagram and I do that stuff in TikTok now um, just to be more connected to my spiritual beliefs and also to always be broadening my understanding of my spiritual path. So that was spiritual. And let's see what we've got here for financial. For financial, for me, I wanted to pay off two credit cards. And I wanted to up my IRS payment and I wanted to build a savings account. So this is another one that ended up with three and I did all three of those things. Uh, I will say I did not do all three of those things consistently every month. Obviously paying off credit cards, that goes up and down, right? You pay them off, you charge more stuff, especially my business cards. And that's just a part of business. So, but I definitely am very mindful of those things, which Financial health for me has been one of my greatest challenges in growing up and becoming an adult. Like I had a lot of crazy financial issues. I was such an irresponsible human being for so much of my life. So this has really been a hard one for me. You know, anything financial has really been a struggle for me and I have to work really hard at it. And I'm happy to say I definitely stayed on these goals most of the year and and achieved all of them. Okay. So that was 2022. So you hear how there were plenty of things I didn't do for various reasons, but I wanted to go through all of that so that you could see firsthand what I've accomplished and what I haven't. And remember the trick for really making things happen is read it, think it, write it down, then say it out loud to someone. That's what you have to do. And after you go through these categories and your intentions are set, I want you to schedule a time every three months that you sit down and go over your intentions to see where you're at. I do that. I actually do a weekly review, not just for my intentions, but for business, everything. Like I have it on my calendar every Monday morning, weekly review. So I can sit down and I go through things. And my intentions, reviewing my intentions, is a part of that regularly. So I want you to set it on your calendar. You have to review and remind yourself or nothing is ever going to get done around here. I review mine probably once a month to make sure I'm taking small actions the right direction and to see where I haven't taken any actions so I can get off my happy little buns and make some magic happen. But that's what I want you to do. Set your intentions. 
then I want you to schedule time every three months to sit down and go over it and see where you're at and see what you're working on, see what's coming pretty naturally and what isn't. What do you need to actually schedule some intentional time to sit down and take action on some of the intentions that you've set? So I'm going to spend some time thinking about what my intentions are. I was going to do them on this podcast with you, but now I have so many ideas swirling around that I need to sort them out. (laughs) I need to see what I really want to do and what's feasible. So I need to put a little more thought into it. So, But I will share that with you guys in the Facebook group so you'll know what I'm up to and what's happening. But do this, you guys. That's it. This is your assignment right now. Think about your intentions, set some set some time aside to sit down and write it out. You've got your categories, personal, which is you as a person, lifestyle, how are you living, um, rest, travel, fun, hobbies, family, all that stuff, health, body and brain, spiritual and financial. Those are your categories. I want you to make sure you set aside some time to think about that. I mean, be thinking about this like through your week, whatever, and then set a time maybe over the weekend that you're going to sit down and write it out. Write it all out. And then I want you to share it. Call your best friends or your mom or whoever and talk to them. Hey, listen, these are the intentions I've set. Have you thought about your intentions? What do you have on your list? What is your year going to look like? What are you most excited about? Conversate about your intentions. (laughs) That's how it sinks in. The more you talk about it, the more it will sink in. Okay. That's your assignment. That's all you have to do right now. And go sign up for bootcamp, addictionunlimited.com forward slash bootcamp. And again, I will link that in the show notes. At the end of this, you guys, your intentions are, it's really about your balance. And that's why I like to approach it from your whole life, right? It's all the way around. Understanding we are working on personal growth and taking on new habits more than just accomplishing tasks. Adding too little, will you'll just be underwhelmed and unsatisfied, but adding too much is way too much stress for you. So just be balanced in this and figure out what you want. Make it simple. Be specific where you need to be. This episode was meant to be like your personal lowdown on how to think about your intentions, how to set yourself up for success from day one so that you can get your life and your goals aligned for an amazing year. I hope you're having a fantastic day and I will see you next week. You've reached the end of another great episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast, candid and honest conversation about addiction and recovery. Be sure to visit us at addictionunlimited.com to join the conversation and access show notes and links to everything we talked about. Love this episode? Please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to help us improve and give you the information you want. Thanks for listening. See you next week.